listening to the Gamecaster. Gamecaster. Gamecasters. Natalie, Jeff, and Ryan are the Gamecasters, and they do a board game show, inboxes, and nooks, and games, and top five lists, and sometimes there's fart jokes. Welcome back, welcome back gamers to episode two of the Gamecasters adjacent episode. In this episode, there's more hosts than normal, but really it's just me. There's no Natalie, there's no Jeff. Who there is this time are the kiddos. We have Cameron, Alan, James. Say hello. Hello, hello everyone. We have Lexi, Kathleen, James. Hello. And we have Scarlett, Corinne, James. Hi. And they are here to talk to you all about some awesome games that we've played. In this adjacent episode, we're going to talk about games like Second Chance. We're going to talk about games like Dinosaur Tea Party. We're going to talk about awesome games called Can't Stop. We're going to talk about games called Harvest Dice. And we're going to talk about why we like them, why we don't like them, why they're good for kids, why they might not be. Okay, does that sound fun? Yeah. In the first game, we're going to go to a game called Dinosaur Tea Tea Party. Party. And then we're going to do Oh, you want to go in that order? Okay, we'll start with Dinosaur Tea Party. We'll hit Second Chance. We'll go Can't Stop. We'll do Harvest Dice. It's going to be super, super fun for everyone. Actually, we also have another game to talk about after. At the end, you're going to hear us talk about a game called The Castles of Burgundy that we played for the first time with Cameron. His first big box grown-up game. So I couldn't play it. (laughs) But soon. I think soon you'll be able to play it. So let's talk about Dinosaur Tea Party first. Mm Mm-hmm. In Dinosaur Tea Party, you are trying to figure out by way of deduction what dinosaur card everybody has. At the beginning of the game, you start with a dinosaur card in front of you. You don't let anybody see it. This dinosaur card matches one of the many dinosaur cards in front of the table. All these dinosaur cards have features on them, like they might be wearing glasses, they might have a hat on, they might have a green background, they might be eating food. All sorts of different stuff. On your turn, you're going to basically choose another player and ask them a question. Cameron, give me an example question you might ask me about my dinosaur. So, does your dinosaur have glasses? And I'm if, if my dinosaur does have glasses, there's a little tile I have in front of me. It's like a little glasses tile. I flip it face up. If it doesn't, I flip it face down. It's got a little X on it. So then everyone else at the table now knows that my dinosaur does or does not have glasses. Everybody. So they can then use that to deduce, okay, which dinosaurs out here don't have glasses? Okay, you know, Dedas doesn't have glasses, so all of these ones that do have glasses are out, right? Mm -hmm. And we go around and around asking people their um, features until we think we've learned enough information to make a guess. If you make a guess, Lexi, what Mm -hmm. do you get if you're right? You get a sugar cube if you're right, and if you get three sugar cubes, you win. You win, and the game is over. Okay, so that is that. So Scarlett Corinne, have you played Dinosaur Tea Party? Yes, with Cameron. And what did you think about the game, honey? Cammy. I liked it because it was fun for kids. So I wanted. So if you, if you, um, if you, if you get, if you, it's okay. If you get, if you, if you give, if you get them dinosaur cubes, if you. It's okay. If you do, you like do you like that? What the art looks like? Yeah, it's very good, and I. So if you like, if you want to see it, then you, if you want, so you can ask them if they, if they have a hat, then if they say no, then you don't get a sugar cube. But what do you like about it? What's fun for you about the game? That we have, that we have to guess what dinosaur it is. That sounds really cool. 
Lexi, what about you? Do you like this game? Yeah. What do you like about it, though? So, if you don't know, I like guessing games. I didn't know. You do? No. Oh, you don't? You don't <laughs> I, like guessing games? I do. I, I do. thought you just said you did. I do. <laughs> okay, I do. I like guessing games, and Dinosaur Tea Party, as you heard, Scarlett and did talk about it. Um, it's a guessing game. True. And I just like guessing games because it's kind of you kind get of to figure deduce. out. You get to deduce. Um, you like deducing? I like deducing. Or do you just like saying the word deduce? Deduce. Deduce. Do you like to deduce? I like to. Cameron, do you like to deduce? So, oh, I love to like, deduce. <laughs> so, like, I like to deduce because it's fun. It's just fun to figure out. Like, sometimes it's like, you're like, maybe that one. Is it that dinosaur? Or is it that dinosaur? What about the artwork? Do you like the artwork? Yeah, it's very detailed. It is? Yeah. That's what you like about because it? Because some Ooh. dinosaurs, like, I feel like the people who made the game in the cards, the dinosaurs are, like, very detailed because they have, like, funny, like, glasses on them. Yeah. Or they could have, like, um, a green background. Yeah, the people who, like, make the game, they really do a cool. lot of... That's awesome. Good stuff with it. So they probably worked very hard. Cameron, what about you, buddy? Did you like Dinosaur Tea Party? I liked it. How come? I I, I liked where you guess other people's dinosaurs. So like the, what you mean like um, when you're asking about a feature, that's what you liked? Yeah. And then you get to figure out who has what? Yeah. Okay, do, what you, really do like. you kids think that this game is good for other kids? Oh, it's the yeah. best for it's, other kids. Really? Oh, yes. oh I forgot two totes. Okay. It's a really fun, easy, good kid game. Really? Yeah, because other games aren't good kid games, but like this one's like I feel like this one's like really good for kids because I'm a kid and I like it. And you it. like it, so other kids must like it. Yeah. So, Cameron, do you have any thoughts of why it's good for kids? Are the rules good. like really easy yeah, and it's, it's just it's fun to look at? It's good for kids because like also the details. The dinosaurs are really cool for kids. And I think other kids will think it's really cool looking. Well, that's awesome. You have, you have something yeah, else to say, Lex? One more thing. thing? It's because, like, you know, kid games, they don't really have a lot of instructions to it. They have, like, very easy, good instructions to it. Like, grown-up games, you have to, like, pay attention. But for, like, kid games, it's really fun cause, sorry, because um, there's not a lot of, like, very hardness. Like, cause okay. like the instructions are very fun and easy, but I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's like really fun for like kids to play. I feel like it's a really good kid game. That's awesome. So this is from Restoration Games. Um, oh, I wonder if this is an old game then that made a comeback. Cause Restoration Games, you guys, they make really old games and they bring them back. They do? Yeah. So I wonder if this one, this one must be a really, really old game that came back. Well, that's pretty cool. So Scarlett, do you have any final thoughts on Dinosaur Tea Party? Yeah. So if you if you if you want dinosaur tea party, you can get it, and then it's very fun because you get to guess what they have on them. You can there might be a hat or glasses, there might be anything else, so it might be there soon. That's very very cool, awesome. So that's dinosaur tea party. So we get a big thumbs up. For Dinosaur yeah, Tea Party, yeah, for kids' games. All yeah. right. So go out and I, buy Dinosaur no, Tea Party. This no. game, um, I rate this game an 8 out of 10. Ooh, Lexi, what about you? What do you give it out of 10? Yeah, I give it probably an 8. An 8? Okay, Scarlett, what do you give it out of 10? 
100. 100 out of 10. 100 out of 10. That's like Whoa. totally that's intense. That's like her favorite game of all that's time. That's totally intense. So let's go over to an Uwe Rosenberg polyomino game that we love so much around this house. We haven't played it with the kids it's until just recently, sec- and it's called Second, Second Chance. Chance. Okay, who wants to take a stab at how to explain this one? I know how to explain it. Lexi, you try to explain it. So this um, is my second favorite game of what we've played so far. Ooh, so spoilers! Basi- <laughs> spoiler alert! So basically, spoiler alert. So basically what Nino, you Nino. do, there's cards, and you each get a starter card with, like, shapes on them. Okay, but one, you, one shape on it. One shape on them. It's a big one, right? Yeah, I got a big one. <laughs> and there's, like, a big, like, a sheet of paper that has squares. There's a dot in the middle in the middle square of the paper. Your first starter card, you have to color with colored pencils. Well, it doesn't have to be colored pencils. It has but it's to more be. fun, don't yeah. you think? Isn't yeah. it more fun with so colored pencils? So I wrote down colored pencils because that makes it more colorful because once you fill in all the spaces... It does make it more colorful, it that's makes, true. So like, once you get a shape in the um, paper with the dot in the middle, you have to try to fit that shape, and the shape has to be um, in the square with the circle in it. Yep. And then once the whole table did that, mm-hmm. um, you have to flip two other cards over. The, well, what are on those two cards that you flip up? Um, other shapes? Other shapes. And, like, sometimes they're one square, so that's good. Yeah, but so then what do the players do when they see those two cards? When they see those two cards. They write both those shapes on their pad? No. You have to pick one shape. Because maybe, like, the other shape wouldn't be that good for your paper. But you would have to, like... picking one. Yeah, you're picking one. Does each player have to pick the same shape? No. Oh, you can pick whatever shape you want. What if you can't fit the shape that was flipped up into your grid? This is why it's called second chance. Because you get one more card to flip over to see if that shape fits in there fits in Ooh, what if it does fit in there you can just keep playing like normal yep and what if it doesn't fit in there then you're done you're done Ooh. but then you get to count your well who how do you determine who wins the game whoever has the least amount of squares left over oh so whoever has the most loser whoever's the least wins yeah so if i only have like two squares open and you have five then i beat you yes oh Okay, okay, okay. So like, we like this game? Yeah, I... So well, let, let me ask Scarlett first. Okay, Scarlett so. wants to talk about why she... Do you like Second Chance, Scarlett? Yes, because you... So there's cards that you can have, and then there's a dot in the middle that that is in the middle. You don't do anything to it. So you flip over a card, and then you can pick whatever shape you want. If, the, if one of the cards don't fit and you can get another turn and then if that one doesn't fit then you're out oh my goodness and you like this game yes because it's very fun for kids how come it's fun for kids because they're also fun for grown-ups because they are they're very good for kids i think it's my my favorite game Wow. Is it because you like coloring in the shapes with the colored pencils? Yes, because you can pick whatever color you want. You don't have to do the same color on every one. Oh, that sounds really cool. And you can draw like patterns. Oh, Cameron, why don't you tell me what you like about Second Chance? I really like the challenges. So, what are the challenges? The challenges are in like you're you're starting to run out of space and the shapes are getting pretty difficult. And and it's and it just gets harder for you to write the shapes in your square. 
Oh, so you like figuring out like, oh, where's the best spot to put this? Yeah. What am I going to do? So you like toward the end of the game when it gets a little stressful? Yes. That's what you like about it? Oh, interesting. That's some, I like that too, actually. Lexi, what is, what's your favorite thing about the game? My favorite thing is drawing shapes. Me too. Is it not super fun drawing the shapes with the colored pencils? It's so fun. And like either coloring them in or making it's little like, lines and patterns. Can and I tell them why I think it's fun for kids? So you think it's fun for kids? Yeah. All right, let's hear it. Because, you know, most kids like to draw, and it's basically a drawing game with lots of colors that you can pick from. And it's an easy, fun game, like I said, with Times for Tea Party. And you really get to draw a lot, and you get to... And it's good because kids get to use their like mind and like, does it go there or does it go here? Wait. Okay. I should put it right there. Yeah. And then they draw the shapes that they see, and it can. And like, it's easy for yeah. kids to draw shapes, right? Yeah. Drawing shapes is easy. Because Cameron, what about you? What do you What do you think it's good for kids? Or do you think it's good for kids? It It kind of is. It's It's not good for like it may It may be a little difficult for like Scarlett's age. Mm. No. But, but to like Lexi's age, like eight, like eight years old is where it starts it's to get a easy. bit easier. Cameron, it's easy for my age. <laughs> I know how to play. It's very fun for me. Yes, she wink, does. wink. It's very easy for me to play. Wait, is wink, it, wink. What number of it is it? Like eight and up, or is it like? I don't know how many. Enough, it's eight and up. It's eight and up. But I mean, Scarlett could handle it. So I, I honestly think maybe Cameron's right. Where where younger kids might not get. You know exactly the strategy of where to place, but, but Scarlet played and had a good time. Yeah, they're gonna need a bit of help, but they can still do it. Yeah, so they might need a little help, but okay. So that's second chance. I think that's a fantastic game. I'm actually really excited that you kids like that game. Let's move over now to a game called Harvest Dice. Yeah. Let's talk about that one. Yeah. Cameron, do you think you could explain how to play Harvest Dice? Do you remember? Yes. Okay. Why don't so, you give it a shot? So for Harvest Dice, you so you roll dice. The the last player will get two dice. Everybody else get three. And we Wait, what do you mean? So there's a group of dice you roll, and then we draft them, right? Everybody yes. drafts dice. Okay, yes. one at a time. So and then, the, and then we gotta leave one there. So so then whenever there's one, we get, we gotta fill in the um, vegetable that that color is. Red's tomato. Um, orange is carrots, and green is lettuce. Okay, so. The dice that you're rolling are different colors. Yes. And so when you're drafting these dice, those represent vegetables. Yes. And what do you do with those? So you can plant them. How, what does that mean? So by their numbers, let's just say you had a six. Okay. You'd put that in a six column, and let's just say that was a lettuce. Okay. And, if, and let's just say you had another lettuce that's a one. You cannot get it next to the six, so you'd have to feed it to the pig. The pig can give you piggy points. Okay, so there's a grid, one through six on the board, and there's three rows. When you take a dice, so let's say, like Cameron's example, there was a six and it was green. That means lettuce. You take that six, green six dice, and you're going to draw, it's like a square, I think, for lettuce. You're going to draw a lettuce square in the six column in one of those rows. You can then only draw lettuce adjacent, orthogonally adjacent to that first one. So like Cameron said, you could not take a lettuce with a value of one and put it in the one column because that's not adjacent to the six. You'd have to either get another six or a five. So if you can't place a die, so if you took two green dice, a six and a one, you can't place the one. You, you, you would choose if you wanted to do one or six. So let's say you choose the one. You put it in the one spot. Now you have the six dice left over. You can't use that six dice. Then so instead... You- 
you can feed it to the pig. You feed it to the pig. What does that each, do? The each whenever you get one row filled for the pig, you can make your dice go up one number or down one. Number. So each row of these pig pens that you're feeding your the dice you can't use to, there's six circles to mark off. You mark off one circle for each pip on the dice that you didn't use. So if we used a lettuce for the one and put it in the one column, we can't use the six because you, you can't put a six adjacent to a one. We now mark off six pips on the pig, the first pig pen row, which fills it in completely, which now you get a power, like Cameron said, you can then in a future draft up or down a die by one. So let's say you get a lettuce in the next round, that's a three. You still can't put the three by one, but you could use that pig power, knock it down to a two, and now you can place that die. Yeah. So the game ends when, buddy? Whenever, whenever um, all piggy points are filled. Okay. All lettuce, carrots, or toma- all lettuce, carrots, or tomato, and tomatoes, things are full. When, like whenever the grid is full. Yeah, until the grid is full, until your um, garden is full. So, any of those three things, if the pig pens get full, or if your grid of vegetables gets full, or if one of the there, there's these other um, vegetable patches, if those fill up, and, and, and then and at the end you see whoever has the most victory points. And, and that is just to the first person. You, you don't really wait till everybody. Oh right, the does first it. person to yeah, do one of those. So like if somebody only has like three rows of piggy points and somebody else completed the piggy points, then it's over. So did you like this game, Cameron? I loved this. I loved really? It. There's like there's like a lot a lot to it. Like you can plant stuff, you can get piggy points, which I call piggy power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it is, is funny. Piggy power. Well, um, that's kind of that's good to hear that you like this game. I um, I do think there's somebody else in this family who might not like it too much. Let's talk to her, Lexi Kathleen. <laughs> so, do, what do you not like about Harvest Dice? Do you want to tell us? Yeah, I just hate it. <laughs> that's all right. What don't you like about it? I just don't really like it. It's kind of an easy game that I don't really like. I just don't really like planting them. Like, did you just find it boring? Yeah. I just I just don't really like it because, like, I just thought it was boring. Just thought it was boring. Okay, hey, Scarlett, did you play Harvest Dice? Do you remember this game? I don't know if you played this one. She played it. Oh, she played just a very little yeah, bit just, the first yeah, time? Just a very little bit. Okay, do you remember it at all? I don't remember how we play it really much because okay. I only, I don't know when I really played it, so I don't really play it anymore because I don't really play it. That makes sense. Um, I have a little bit of similar feelings to Lexi. I didn't love this game either. What I did like was playing with Cameron because Cameron was like he was like right down like figuring it out and like you could tell his brain was active and it was just it was cool to watch that. What I didn't love about it there is a spot you can get yourself um, kind of you can actually like literally write yourself into a corner where you can't put something down if you make a mistake early by writing, you know, some lettuce in one corner and then you write and then you write a carrot like next to it, then you're kind of now you're blocked in and that can really hurt you. And it was it led to some very frustrating moments for yeah, me personally. Yeah, me too. Um so I didn't think it was a bad game. I just didn't love it as much as Cameron did. Um Cameron, do you think this is a good game for kids? Yes, it is. Oh, it's come bud. Not like it, it's good for kids that can write. Okay, because cool. all you really have to do is draw uh, draw shapes. Because the carrots are triangles, 
basically. The, the tomatoes, tomatoes are, are circles. circles. Yeah, the and the lettuce, lettuce is squares. squares. You don't have to detail it so, so much. You can just write circles. <laughs> but I do think you need to be a little bit older to know where to put stuff. Yeah. If, if you're, you're just drawing willy-nilly, you're just going to hurt if yourself. If you're little or like Scarlet, you probably want to be like with an adult yeah. watching. Because if you do it by yourself, it, it will probably be a little more confusing. Do you agree with that, Scarlett? Do you think you could play it by yourself, or do you think you would need to play it with a grown-up? Play, play it with a grown-up. If you're five? Yeah. When do you think you could play it by yourself? How old do you think you'd have to be? When I am Cameron's age. <laughs> you think or so? Lexi's Actually, Lexi's age. Okay, so maybe when you're eight years old, I, huh? Lexi, you have more thoughts? I have one more thing. Okay. Like... I do think it's a good game for kids, but I just am... One kid that doesn't really like it yeah, as much. Sure, that's fine. Not, just, not everything is for everybody. Some stuff I have to think and like, it's just frustrating. I understand me. that. Are right, you guys ready to talk about the last game yeah. before before we talk about Castles of Burgundy? Yeah. All right, the last game we played with the kids, except yes. I don't think Scarlett played this one, is called yes. Who Wants to Say This Game? Can't Stop. Can't Stop. Can I? You want to explain it or do you want me to? I want you to. You want me to? <laughs> well, like, I just wanted to say the name. Because, like... Can't Stop is a game from 1982, really the year I was born. I think it's 1982. Anyway, by by the late, great Sid Saxon. This is a push-your-luck game where you are trying to race to be the first one to lock down three columns. If you lock down three columns before any other player, you win. The way you do it is you roll four dice. You have a stop sign board in the middle of the table at the very top... Um, of each column, there's so there's columns that go from 2 to 12, okay? So here's how it works. On your turn, you roll four dice. The dice that you roll, um, you're making, two, you're, you're grouping the dice in two, okay? So let's say I roll a four and a three and a five and a two. I could make a four and a three as a seven, a five and a two as a seven, or I could put the four and the five together and make a nine, and the three and the two together to make a five, right? So you pick those. So let's say I pick the five and the nine. I then take these little tokens of which you have three and put them on the very bottom of the five and the nine column. I have one token left to place, so I roll again. Let's say I roll again and I get a five and a two and a five and a two. So I could either take a 10 and a four or I could take two sevens. Let's say I take two sevens. I place that last marker I had up two on the seven track. Now my turn really starts to begin, okay? So I have um, a marker on the five, the seven, and the nine, okay? Now, when I'm rolling my four dice, I have to get, I have to be able to make a five, a seven, or a nine. If I don't, I bust and I'm out. So let's say I roll, and I get a five and a seven. I move the, my those markers up, one on the five track, one on the seven track. At that exact moment, I make a decision. Do I want to go again, or do I want to stop? If I go again... I risk busting, and if I bust, meaning I can't make a five, seven, or a nine, then I lose all the progress I've made so far. Everything comes off the board, and I'm I'm done, and it goes to the next player. If I stop, I replace the markers that are on the board with markers of my color, and then on my next turn, I will start from those markers. So you're trying to be the first to race all the way up to the very top of those tracks, and then stop while you're on top of those tracks. If I get three of them before anybody else, I win. Right, guys? Yeah. So this is a push-your-luck game. Lexi, Kathleen, what do you think of this one? You look excited. So I have a lot of thoughts thoughts about this game. My first thought is it's really exciting because it's really exciting when you're, like, two away from 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 winning. 
Yeah. Yeah, because that's because then you're like, oh, should I roll again? And maybe I will get like a two, which I need to. And then what I also like about it is rolling dice. Cause it's just fun to roll dice. Because you never know, like, if you're going to get the, the number that you're trying to get, and you're like, oh, wait, should I stop or should I keep going? I don't know. That's the best part of the whole game. Yeah. That's that, the push your luck part. Do I stop? Part. Do I go? Do I stop? Do I go? What do yeah, I do? Yeah, because you never know. You might get busted, and yeah, you're just done yep, with your so turn. So making that decision is super fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because when... So Cameron already won the game, so me and... Dead were playing for a second. Yeah, technically I you don't do that. When somebody wins, it's over. Yeah, we were. It was fun to play for choice because me and Dead were like, because we, <coughs> we both had two. Yeah, and I was like, should I keep going? I don't know because I only have like two, two spots two left. Two spots left. But if I bust, I'll what? lose five spaces of progress. Yeah, and, and then I let Dead go. He stopped, and then he just won. Yep. <laughs> and like I also second. like place, the yeah. board shape. It's shaped like a stop sign. Yeah, it's like a big octagon, like a stop sign, right? Because there's like little spaces. I like that there's three tokens that you can take off. Like, and then I really like designing. Designing is so fun. That's my favorite part about it. That's awesome, Cameron. What about you, buddy? You like this game? I love this game. Yeah, tell me why. I I liked the like chances of getting a good number. Let's just say someone cleared seven. Okay. I keep getting, and then I kept getting sevens. That's just really frustrating. Yeah, because you can't, that's a good That's Whenever a good point. When somebody like claims a column, you can no longer use the dice to go up on that column anymore because it's claimed. So that now would count as a bust. But whenever you yeah. get 12 or 2, that's really lucky because, like, because you can't really, like, it's a low chance of getting them. So and 12 I, and 2 are the hardest to make on dice, right? Yes. Two sixes and two ones. Uh, you need for that. So because of that, it only takes three times to go up the track to get those columns. The last time we played, Cameron won with number one, number 11, and number 12. The three hardest to win on. He won. That's the way he won. Yeah. and He just happened to roll one just, three times, 12, three times, and 11, like five times. He was like the only person who got like 12. It was so fun. Yeah. It was yeah, so cool. And well, let me ask you this, guys. Do you guys think this is good for kids? It, yeah. Can I? Yeah, you start, Cam. So this game would be, this game would be good for kids, because like if if it wasn't good for kids, then like they they would be confused. But you like, don't think they'll it's, be confused. It's not so so much. Kind of like in Harvest Dice, you have to like do this and that. Mm-hmm. But in that game, you just roll dice. And, then, and move up tracks. Yeah, it's not that hard. Well, I guess so the hardest part would probably be that you have to yeah. you have to see the combinations of numbers, right? Yeah, that's what. Um, that is that the, the hardest, hardest part? Yeah, if you if it'd be old enough, whenever you could do um plus math. Okay, so when once you learn how to add, what grade do you add in? First grade, like like first grade to be the stuff on the dice. That's when you start being able to add numbers in first yeah. grade. Okay. Yeah, well, Lexi's you, in second you, grade. Cameron's you, in fourth grade. So you still add. You can stuff figure it out then. Kindergarten, but it's not. Well, plus, like, you can get your parent to do it. Yeah. To help it's, you. It's, but whenever you pl- whenever you do it in kindergarten, they don't teach you like six plus five and like five plus six and like six plus six. But in first grade, that's where you start to learn. I see. I see. Okay, Lexi, do you think this is good for kids? Yeah. Um. At first, when Cameron Cameron was was teaching me, I was like, I get it a little bit, but like, 
Not a lot. So then when I played it, I just got it. Made more sense. Sometimes, like, when you don't get the instructions when they're telling you it, when they're telling you it, and then when you play, you just get it. So some people are visual learners. So some people need to, some people learn better when they're being taught, when they're playing it. And yeah, other people, that's other people I, learn better when they're, when they're being told what the rules are. So I'm, I understand that. Yeah. You're more of a visual learner? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, guys, I want to ask you something really cool. Lexi, we'll start with you. Can you put these games in order? So the games being Dinosaur Tea Party, Second Chance, Harvest Dice, and Can't Stop. Order them for me from le- from what you liked the least to what you like the most. Can you do that? Yeah. Okay. What is it, Lex? So mine is my first favorite. Is no, no. Do one you like the least. Oh, the to least. The, yeah. T- t- so tell me your favorite last. So which one did you like the least? Harvest Dice. I kind of figured. <laughs> okay. And then what? Dinosaur Tea Party. Ooh, so you like Dinosaur Tea Party second worst. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what? Second Chance. Oh, so that means Can't Stop is first? Yeah. Yeah, I could tell. When Lexi was playing Can't Stop, she was freaking out. She was just like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Do I go? Do I stay? I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh, help me, Dada, help me. Ah. Cameron's like, you better stop. You better stop. I will stop if I was you. And she's like, stop telling me that, Cameron. You're just telling me that because you want me to lose. And oh my gosh, what do I have to do, Dada? It was so funny to watch. It was really, really fun. So I kind of expected that. So how come you like Second Chance better than Dinosaur Tea Party? Um, Dinosaur Tea Party, I like it, but it's not as good as Second Chance. Because I feel like you did more fun stuff in second chance because when i played dinosaur tea party mm-hmm. so i played so basically i played can't stop on um, the last and i played second chance the second last one but when i played dinosaur tea party and harvest dice i like dinosaur tea party more but then when i played second chance i was like no oh, this is better i like those better like <laughs> i love this game i, yeah. I like you i think i'm gonna yeah i'm Shooting I would play this all the time. Yeah, get rid of Dinosaur Tea Party. Let me just play Dinosaur Second Chance. Tea Party in this. <laughs> You're my baby now. <laughs> <laughs> You're my baby now. All right, Cameron Allen, can you order them, you think? Baby. I can. Ooh, so, what's your least favorite? My least favorite is Second Chance. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Then Harvest Dice. Then Harvest Dice, okay. Then Dinosaur Tea Party. Okay. And then Can't Stop's your favorite, too? Yes. Wow. We, we know the opposite of Dinosaur Tea Party. Yeah, I was like, you stop. like... Oh, you like Dinosaur Tea Party the best. Yeah. Can't Stop second best. Yes. Okay, awesome, buddy. That's super cool. Um, Scarlett, Corinne, do you want to come back here for a second? She didn't really play. I know, that's okay. Come back here for a second. I want to ask you a question. So Scarlett didn't play Can't Stop. Can't Stop. And she didn't really play Harvest Dice. But, Scarlett, you played Second Chance and Dinosaur Tea Party. Which one did you like better? Um, what? Dinosaur Tea Party was the best because you get to like find the, find the dinosaur that they have sometimes, but you might not get it, so you might not get it. So we don't really want to. No one really else wants to play. Only me and Cameron wanted to play because it was his idea. Awesome. Thank you. So that's two I, for Dinosaur Tea Party as the I, top game. I just thought Scarlett would have a lot of fun yeah, with Dinosaur Tea Party. I don't Me too. think Scarlett really liked Second Chance. Cause yeah. La- when we asked yeah, her to play Second Chance today, she was like, she didn't no. Want to. But maybe if we would have asked her Scarlett, to play what did you do instead party, while we were playing like, games yeah. today? What did she you do? She would have been like, yeah. I was playing with my doll, and then uh, while we were doing it, I was watching Peppa. 
Oh, okay. That sounds fun. All right, guys. That is awesome. Thank you so much for joining. Um, Lexi and Scarlett, I am going to... That's probably... I want you guys to say, thank you for having me. Goodbye. I'm going to talk to Cameron about Thank you Castles for having me. Goodbye. But thank you. Bye. I'll see you. I might do it next time. Yes. Okay. Lol. Thank you, girls. Thank you so much. Hey, buddy. Yeah? yeah. Buddy, buddy, buddy. What, what, what? Are you ready to talk? I'm so ready. Uh, <laughs> All right, so first, before I talk about this, I want to talk about what's been going on in the Discord. So I made a couple things in the Discord lately, and if you are not a member of the Gamecasters Discord, please go to the link tree of the Gamecasters Instagram account, and you will see an invite, a perpetual invite to our Discord. I need you to go and get involved in what we're doing there. We are doing Game of the Week, which what we're doing is we're going to take a poll every week, and um, bye, we're going to take a poll every week, and we're going to vote on what game we're going to play for that week, and then we're going to talk about it in the discussion thread of that Discord server, kind of like a book club style, okay? And then we also have a companion gamer of the week, which kind of runs or, or is sort of similar to BGG's geek of the week. If you know what that is, if you don't, I'll explain what it is now. We're going to basically highlight one member of the Gamecasters community every week. And there, we're, there's another thread in the Discord for that. We're going to go to that person, to the thread there, and ask that person all sorts of questions. And they're going to answer these questions for the entire week. They're also going to give us two truths and a lie. And you're going to vote on what you think the lie is. And they will reveal that lie at the end of the week. It's going to be so awesome. So we have our first game and gamer of the week. The gamer of the week is none other than Gamecasters venerable listener, Miss French Toast. Samantha Frintos, okay? She is our gamer of the week. She's an amazing uh, person who exemplifies everything great about the Gamecasters community. We love her a lot around here. And so head on over to the Discord and get involved in asking her tons of questions. It's super active right now, and we're really happy about that. The game of the week for our very first game of the week was, Cameron, what was the game? Drumroll. Uh... I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Castles of Burgundy. Oh, yeah, The Castles of Burgundy. The Castles of Burgundy. So I have for a long time really been waiting for Cameron to come of age so he can start <laughs> playing these grown-up games with me. Um, you know, I basically created this little game group of mine, and I want them to start playing bigger games with me. And I think Cameron has finally reached a level where he's ready to play these kinds of games. So I thought, what, what better way to play a heavier game with Cameron and also marry that into the game of the week in the Discord. And so we did that. So last night, we played the Castles of Burgundy with Cameron and Natalie, and Cameron almost won. On his very first try, my own son almost beat me. And Cameron, yeah. why did you take it so hard on your father? Okay, before I say that, I have something to say about the game of the week. Okay. This French toast is really good at Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> she is, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. You you and Miss French Toast have had um, a couple run-ins on the Switch. Remember she came to visit your Animal Crossing island? Yes. Do you remember that? I remember that. She's great, isn't she? Yep. Awesome. Well, that's very cool. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the game, Cameron. Did you like the Castles of Burgundy? I loved it. First of all, tell everybody how old you are. I'm 10. Okay, so he's 10 years old and played the Castles of Burgundy and almost obliterated Natalie and me. Tell me what you liked about it. I liked the decisions. Well, actually, wait, first of all, do you want to explain a little bit about what the game is, if anybody doesn't know? Sure, yeah. So, so there's, so like, there's a castle, and there's these tiles around. The, they do different things. The blue ones, um, the, let's just example, the blue ones ha- only have ships, and you can, and if you have, and if you put down a ship, That'll determine your order 
it, it doesn't really like stay one person going first all the time. There like there's like a board. We're like here. We're like um. Whenever you get a boat, your color moves up one on the on the board, and and whenever it does that, then you're first. So what he's talking about is there. You everybody has a player board, and on everybody's player board, there's a bunch of little hex uh like grid things printed on them, and that's like your kingdom, we'll say. Mm -hmm. So on your turn, everybody rolls two dice, and um you basically take turns basically when it's your turn you have two actions you're going to use both your dice and you're going to take tiles from the main board with your dice and you're essentially going to then place those tiles in your kingdom and so the tiles come in six different colors and Cameron was just talking about the blue ship tiles and each tile does a different thing the ship tiles they allow you to go um, uh, to advance on the turn order track to go first in turn order and they also allow you to get these goods tiles that you can use to score points this is definitely a definition of a point salad game where pretty much everything you do scores points now it's a medium weight game right this is rated like i think three or, or around the three weight level and so, you know, this is not just a light party game. This is like a medium, you know, a medium weight, like big game. It's highly and widely regarded as one of the best games of all time. I would think this is Natalie's favorite game of all time. Uh, certainly it's one of the two of us's favorite games. We put it on, we have a top 10 list that Natalie and I have like combined what we love. And Castle of Burgundy is number three on that list. So I wanted to talk to you, Cameron, about your expectations going into the game. Were you nervous that you didn't think you could do it? Um, were you worried, or, you know, that this might be too much for you? And then, how did you feel as the game went on? And then, how did you feel as it ended? So at the beginning, I was really nervous. I didn't think I was able to like do it. Like during the rules explanation. Yeah, but then, but then you guys kept reminding me of the rules. Yeah, and then and then like whenever it was the middle of the game. I started to get it more, and then whenever it was like at the end of the game, I like knew everything. Mm-hmm. What did you enjoy about it? I enjoyed of like the tiles of what you can do, like like I I I enjoyed the spendings of like um there's like silverlings and you can, and if you're first player, um and if you get a five, it doesn't have to be first player, and if you get a five, you can get a mine and you get um. What does the mine do? The mine gives you silverlings. Right. Two silverlings or one. What does the silverlings do for you? So you can buy stuff with the silverlings. Yeah, outside of your normal action, which is great. And right? they can get you points at the end. Very true. Okay, so you liked you liked acquiring the mines and yeah, that was making me mad. Cameron kept going first the whole game. He kept taking all the boat tiles and going first. And then when he goes first, of course, his very first roll he rolls a five. There's only one silverling mine on the entire board. Cameron gets to the very first thing. Me and Natalie are just sitting there like, and Cameron's like, ha ha ha. And then he gets all the silverlings to buy all the tiles in the center. And he's got this engine going. And me and Natalie can't roll anything we want. And it's terrible. And he's only ten years old. And he's gonna beat us on his first ever play. And it was just driving me crazy. It wasn't that that crazy. <laughs> and also, Jetta got really mad and he was going last. Yeah, why do I always have to go last? I want to go first sometimes. Because it's because it's the game that I, you you wait you agreed to play games. What? No, that's not. It has to be fair for me. If if I don't get to go first, then I don't want to play. It's not fair. You, you have no. What? You play to have fun, not Ugh. the turn order. That's what Lexi's. I like. only play for the turn order. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so you had fun figuring out what tiles to get. 
Yes. For me, what was great watching you play this, watching Cameron play this, was his eyes light up when he saw a combination of things he could do to get him a ton of points. He was constantly sitting there. It was like my turn or Natalie's turn. We were thinking what to do. And Cameron was over there going, oh, I know what I'm going to do on my next turn. I'm going to get like seven or eight more points. And we were like, stop it. You're already beating us by like 100. It was really, really funny. But it was also awesome to see. And what I loved about it the most was that it showed me that my 10-year-old son can not only play these games, but he can play them to a high enough level on his first time that makes me think that he can play, a, you know, there's a million other games I have in my collection that I think are now open for him to play. So what I would do, if you have children that you're just wondering or you don't know that these games are going to be enough, like, too much for them, just try it. Just give it a try. And you might find that it just clicks. Because that's what happened with Cameron. Is I was worried for a while. Like, oh, I think this is going to be too much for you. So we'll play something lighter. You know what? I just decided to throw him into it. And he did incredibly. So what... Do, do you think that you would play this game again, Cameron? I'll play it anytime. Really? Did you like it that much? I loved it. If you were to put it in a ranking of games that you love, where would it be? Like, is it one of your favorites? Um. Yeah, it is. What did you think of the look of the game? Did you care? Did you think it was ugly? Did you care? even care about that? I didn't really care. You didn't care? Like, I, I just cared about the setup and, like, what I could do. But right. it's, it wasn't, it's not that detailed. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people who don't really love the way it looks. I'm kind of one of them. I don't really love the way it looks. But are there any negatives you can think about the game? Is there anything that you don't like? I, I really don't like that some of the tiles are really hard to get. Like, the yellow tiles are hard to get unless if you have a lot of silver links. Oh, you mean the tiles in the middle of the board? Because yeah, they're not always and, yellow. And and so your um, teammate, whoever else is playing, doesn't take them all. <laughs> yeah, if they take them all, that can be a big bummer, can it? Because I was going to get points from that, but they were all gone. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Like I can't go first all the time. You can't get all the yellow tiles. Natalie tunnel. took all of the buildings. She did, didn't she? She had a ton of buildings. Yeah. And and we needed some of those powers. Yeah, give them to us. Yeah, like, that's not fair. Yeah, Natalie almost had like all of them. Yeah, filled. why can't they just give us stuff? Yeah. Ugh, that's that drives me crazy. Anyway, I love the game, The Castles of Burgundy. You can go on over to the Gamecasters Discord and you can read the discussion that I wrote after we played in that discussion thread and see a lot of other people who are currently playing it right now who are also talking about it. If you love The Castles of Burgundy, then join the Gamecasters Discord, head on over, and just tell us what you love about it. Um, we got a bunch of questions I put out for everybody to answer as they're playing this. We have people playing on Board Game Arena um, who are unable to necessarily play in person. You know, we have a bunch of people setting up games, virtual games to play. You know, everybody, else, a lot of people are playing in real life. It's just so awesome. And in real life? Huh? You can play that in real life? Well, we played it in real life yesterday. Uh... So when I say in real life, I mean like we're actually playing in front of each other a physical copy. Like it's a game? Like, in, like, like it's a game. Like some people can play it online. There's a yeah, there's an totally online cool. version called Board Game Arena or a website called Board Game Arena, hmm. and you can play Castles of Burgundy on there. People can play that either real time or you can play it where like I take a turn and then you know you have like a day to make a move on your turn, a so you don't day? have to play it in real time because some people don't have time for that. Or some people are there's people um, Main Street people. Amanda it started up a game. And she lives in Ohio, right? But some people she's playing with live like in Europe. So yeah. they're not on the same time zone. So, you know, it's going to take them a couple of days maybe to get the game played. And it's really, really, really cool. So if you love the Castles of Burgundy, if you ever wanted to play the Castles of Burgundy, and if you want to talk about the Castles of Burgundy, again, head to the Gamecasters Instagram page 
Okay, on the homepage or on the 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 bio in the link tree, you can find a perpetual invite to our Discord server. Gamecasters is amazing. Oh, Cameron, you're amazing. You're thank amazing. You. Awesome. That is so cool. Well, thank you so much, Cameron, for joining me and talking to me about Castle of Burgundy, a game that I hope that you love so much, a game that we love so much. And also, before before I go, it's not about the game. If you heard me say something secret earlier, you're cool. Did you say something secret? Yes. And I didn't even notice it? Yep. (gasps) Really quiet. If you heard the secret message that Cameron put forth earlier in the episode, I suppose... Email me at thegamecasterspodcast at gmail.com, and I will ask Cameron if that's exactly if that's what you what he heard or what you heard. Did you was it a question you asked people? No, it was just something like that's about me. Ooh, interesting. Scarlett, you're back. Scarlett had a question. Go ahead, Scarlett. What did you want to ask me? I wanted to ask that if we could eat at a restaurant. You want to go eat at a restaurant? What restaurant do you want to eat at? Um, I I don't know yet, but I want. To do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, brother. I guess we're going to a restaurant. Well, I guess we're going to have to stop this now. And Natalie wants to, too. Is that what you think? Yes. What about Natalie? Does Natalie say it's okay? Yeah. She did? All she said is if you you want it. Oh, it's on me. Cameron, what do you think? Should we go to a restaurant? Yes. All right, guys. I guess we're going to a restaurant. So we're going to sign off and say, for Cameron Allen James, Scarlett Corinne James, Lexi Kathleen James, I am Ryan James. she isn't even here. And you have been listening to... The Game Casters, episode two, The Game Casters Adjacent. Peace. Good night, everybody. Peace. Bye. Peace. Again. Peace. Peace. Bye. Bye. See ya. We will see Yay. you. Later. We will see later, you. Gators. Goodbye. We will see Bye-bye. you. We will see you later. Bye-bye. We will see you next time. Bye.